Welcome to the Wisdom Catchers podcast, where our goal is for you to grow in wisdom as you apply the truth of God's word and glean from the experiences of others. We hope that these next few minutes will help you develop as a Christ follower so that you can help others apply God's truth to their lives. Let's jump in to the word of wisdom today. Welcome back again to our Wisdom Catchers podcast. We're here once again with Terry and Von Deloy, and they are using their wealth of knowledge to coach people in financial freedom. And today we're going to be talking about debt. And that's another one of those words that rings uh, fear into people because there's a lot of condemnation associated with it, whether it be bad decisions or decisions that you didn't know what you didn't know at the time when you incurred some of that debt. So we're going to end on a very positive note. So please, 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 please do not feel condemnation from this. We want you to feel that there is a path to financial freedom. And so as we look at this, I want you guys to just give us a little bit of an idea of God's view on debt and how we might view being in debt. What does the scripture have to say about that, Terry? Well, Proverbs 22, 7, one of my favorite scriptures says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And I can honestly tell you that when you have these large payments that are going out the door every month, you do feel like you're in bondage. And the freedom that Vaughn talks about on the prior podcasts, you, you don't have it. You feel chained. And um, it really opens your day with stress and anxiety that probably doesn't need to be there if, you're, you know, if the decisions were a little bit more intentional. I just remembered when I was when we were going through this um the the financial piece when we were, it's like uh, November and I remember I was driving by this going to the beach this neighborhood and all I saw and also along that same time I was reading um Exodus and, and it's kind of like God showed me like being enslaved but this time the, the slavery is different it's like they put you on shiny new chains be it like the nice, fancy new car with payments and big giant houses with payments. It's almost like, here, enjoy it, but you know, you're know you never going to be free. That freedom that I was telling you, it's, it's, it's not there. You're always stressed out. You're always wondering when is, you know, I need to make more, more overtime. In terms, it's taken away from your time with your family. It's taken away from your time with God. It's taken away from your time from church because you need to work. It's almost like the enemy is doing its very best to do whatever it can, it can to steal your time and money and your hope and your joy. One of the things about debt is if we sit and do nothing while we are in debt with those shiny new chains that you talked about is it it grows. It's not like it stays static and compounding interest is something that we are we've almost become immune to. 
And a lot of investors will talk about uh, the power of compounding interest in your favor and things, but you don't hear a lot of uh, credit card companies talking about the power of their compounding interest. Now, the government's come in and said, you have to disclose some of these things, or mortgage companies, you have to put it now on the, on the mortgage paperwork and say, well, that low APR uh, or that uh, low mortgage interest rate is actually, with the amortization, 72% for the first five years. Well, nobody's telling you that when you sit at the table and sign that. And then within five years, you get another refinance, and then you start the process all over again. And um, how do we change our mindset when it comes to our view on debt, indebtedness? Um, what, what, what do we need? How do we need to think differently? For me, actually, what changed my mindset when it comes to like being materialistic and being, um, you know, in in love with debt? Because before I married Terry, I, I always loved the BMWs. I always loved expensive watches and expensive whatever. But I feel like the more you give, the more that you less hold on to those kind of things. I felt like my change with the, my, my mindset is the moment I started tithing. And I'm not gripping on money like I am hoarding it because I just realized that, you know what, God is, wants you to be a conduit of hope and to be that good person, that giving person. And it's not all about you. I, I felt like that's the change that happened to my mindset that I, I am content. Mm. You have to be content mm. with whatever you have. Be content, be content in whatsoever state you're in, Paul says. Yeah. Terry, how about you? Yeah, I agree. The contentment is a is a huge factor. Um, I, I think that we can look around, and right now we see other people's highlight reels on Facebook and Instagram, and knowing that a lot of times people are going into more debt to create these personas of having these wonderful lives, whether it's the vacation or every time there's a new car purchase, you always see it on Facebook and people are, you know, just getting likes for that car. But then the other thing is too, for me is I just feel like there's a jealousy that happens too, that, ha you know, other people are seeing that car that was just purchased. And then the next thing you know, you know, your wife comes home and says, oh, I think it's time to buy a new car. And the husband's like, well, where did this come from? Why, why do we, the other car is fine. It still runs. And um, I think it's just that, um, you know, we're living in these Instagram lives and we're always trying to upgrade. And, you know, we used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. And uh, I, I think it just keeps us in this state of discontentment that we, we constantly want to upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. And um, it's, uh, it's really, it's distressing, it's anxiety provoking. And uh, I just, I purposely now try not to put some of the things on social media, knowing that whatever I'm putting out there to the world, people are probably looking at it and they're, they're not feeling good about those decisions that I'm making in my life. But they also don't know the other parts in my life where I've sacrificed to get whatever it is that I've just now purchased. So they don't know the intentionality that I've put in the absolute um, decision that I put into every purchase that I make. And I know, I know that you and Vaughn are not in debt. And so when I see that you put uh, 
post pictures of your vacation or what you did. I can candidly have conversations with you here in the church lobby and say, wow, that was, uh, that was amazing what you guys were able to do. And we smile and know that it was paid for before you went or the car that you had. It's not like God doesn't uh, say, no, you can't have nice stuff or you can't do fun things. It's just that uh, when I know that you're not paying interest on all of those things, you have that much more to be able to be generous, as you said, Vaughn, or to be able to do some of those things that really don't cost you any more. You can give it to to the credit card company or you can utilize it for uh, your enjoyment, like the Lord says. Yes, sir. That's actually coming from the first episode. That's the freedom plan at work. That was just the fruit of the labor of that. We are always intentional and uh, we don't go out as much as, as everybody that we know. We save, we save, we save. And then if there's an opportunity and time off, we enjoy. Because that's part of God. I, I believe in my heart's of heart that you work hard and you also enjoy the fruit of the labor because he doesn't want you to run out of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to enjoy that time with your family, with your wife, with your whoever, so that you could give more with your time and your energy. And uh, I think it's just a, a cycle. So let's just say uh, that you, you've made some decisions that have caused you to be in debt. You, you signed up for that low introductory rate. And at the end of that, uh, something happened and you found yourself in over your head or that uh, free, free uh, interest for a year. You got to the end of it and voila, it all snowballed in that direction. What do you do in a case like that? Well, it's interesting that you said the word snowball. Pastor D, because that's what Ramsey recommends, is that you snowball it. Um, He also talks about being gazelle intense when you're getting out of debt, that you can wander into debt, but you can't wander out of it. You really do need to have um, this fierce intensity behind it, and he calls it gazelle intense to get out. Um, Definitely taking all your bills and paying off the lowest one first and just getting that snowball going and the momentum behind you is what kind of keeps fueling the momentum to keep going. That's uh, one of the uh, things that we teach in FPU is to get people out of debt quickly. Um, the pain of making these cuts, though, is seems unsurmountable, right? People are like, well, I don't want to cut my restaurants or I don't, I don't, I don't want to not take a vacation this year. That's hard, but you have to remember that the pain is temporary. That you're, you have a a plan that you've set into motion, and then you you keep you know diligently putting your fruits towards it. And it's so amazing how many times I've heard after teaching the class, God has blessed people because you know they've started to walk in that direction and God says, "Oh, this person's actually doing what you know I want them to do. They're they're actually getting it and they're on the right track." So then, you know, maybe there's an extra bonus check or something happens and there's a promotion or something happens and when God sees you walking that direction and that snowball that you thought was going to be a 2-year payoff winds up being maybe only 18 months. I think one of the things that you mentioned there about you you get that snowball going it's an emotional thing that oftentimes gets us into debt and sometimes we make an emotional or impulsive decision and we're like uh then we have buyer's remorse or we look at the statement every month and we're like uh you know shouldn't have done that 
But when you talk about that snowball effect and paying off even some of the the lower, um, the smaller amounts, it gives you that boost of like, hey, we're we're gaining traction. You know, it might not even be the highest interest rate, but it's something where you're saying uh, we're we're moving in the right direction, and that creates an emotional want to. Absolutely, because you know, with the, when it comes to debt, it's like it's literally it's ninety percent, you know, you as a person then the actual knowledge, 10% knowledge, because you had to put that mo- that that um, plan in motion. You had to um, do the plan. You had to be intentional. And uh, you just have to keep going. It's like, you know, like the best way to eat an elephant is one bite one at a bite time. One bite at a time. Short-term pain, long-term gain. That's right. That's right. So, you know, it... it it might take a long time. It might take be quick, but you know you just have to stick with the plan and keep on praying. <laughs> I remember early on we had a, a, a somebody that helped us to uh, pay down our first house, and they just set up a simple spreadsheet back in those days, and uh, the amount of interest and the amount of principal. And when we looked at it, we could uh, say, well, uh, early on in the mortgage, you know, it was it was relatively low principal to buy one month. Uh, less on our mortgage and we would look at you know a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks and we would save hundreds of dollars in those early days and so that was our incentive we'd order water when we went out for a meal in order to pay down our debt and I think just in a few years we had saved ninety thousand dollars in interest that when we bought our next house we were able to take that equity and we were able to put it into our new house and then that snowball continued you know uh, Hebrew says in twelve eleven that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And I want to focus on the word peace in that statement. I think it's really interesting that it is there um, because that's what financial peace is all about is, is, you know, being in that disciplined mindset. And when you are disciplined, then it does, you know, the cause and effect of that is having peace on the other side. Yeah, it definitely has changed our, the you know, working together with budget, it's like, it has changed the dynamic of our marriage. You know, like, I don't think there's a time that, you know, like we have thought about money. So I, I thank God for that. I, I thank God that he blessed me with with a wife that's like, you know, like intentional. And uh, he, I thank God for wisdom and people around us that um has poured into us. And uh, yeah, like it has definitely changed the dynamic. It's we just, you know, we just do our budget at the beginning of the month and it's, you know. Thank you so much, guys, for investing in to our debt free living. And I, I hear hope. And so if you're listening to this today and you might feel like you're the, the only water is above you, your head is not above water. And I, I want to say that that's uh, the reality of where you are, but it's not the place where you're going to need to live for the rest of your life. There is hope. And one of my favorite scriptures is, is Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. The God of hope filling us with all joy and peace, as you said, Terry. And we would have joy and overflowing joy by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And so as we delve into this, I want to encourage you, if you're listening and you say, I need this, uh, find out in the show notes when we're doing the next Financial Peace University, when they'll be teaching this. And if we're not teaching one here at Coastlands Community Church, we'd love to connect you with somebody else locally that would be able to do that. Uh, some of the things are available on YouTube. Do your, do your due diligence and find somebody that is maybe just a step ahead of you in this process. Get their testimony. We have plenty of people that we're going to have on the podcast later that are going to give their story and um, really inspire you as to how the Lord might set you free in your finances. We hope you've enjoyed today's Wisdom Catcher episode. Wisdom Catchers is a ministry of Coastlands Community Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. If you would like to contact us or support the ministry financially, please visit our website at coastlands-church.org for more information. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.